Welcome back to the Noggin Notes podcast. This is episode number 37. It's part two of Toxic Relationships, again with Steve Barsha. And I want to take a moment before we even start in to apologize for the audio last week. Uh, When I recorded that with Steve, I thought it sounded good in my ears, and then we got it uploaded. And it sounded like Steve was sitting in a tube talking through a toilet paper roll about 15 feet from the microphone. <laughs> that is, uh, that's not what we want to deliver. Um, it's, it's actually the second one recently that we've done poorly, the, the first one being that phone conversation with Dr. Christian Conti. And that was because, my, again, my mistake, I uh, was recording a phone call for the first time ever with a phone recording app, and it just didn't uh, didn't have the right settings and didn't realize that until much later. So... My apologies for for the garbled stuff. As much as I want to sit back and say, "Well, hey, it's a free podcast. You get what you pay for." Uh, there are lots of free podcasts out there, and we recognize that, and we want to hold ourselves to the same level of professionalism that the other ones do because it's uh, it's just not a good look when you're when you're constantly flubbing things. So, this happened to be recorded the same day in the same manner, and we had our audio engineer take a look at it, and we think you're going to be a lot happier with this. So you won't have to be doing what I did when I was listening to it in my truck on the way back from work, going uh, volume up, volume down every time somebody uh, changed speakers. Uh, So that all being said, the podcast is again brought to you by Zephyr Wellness, the company that I co-own with my co-owner, Lindsay Garrison, who's actually Lindsay Bell, by the way. Now she got married and uh, she's changing her name to adopt her husband Greg's last name and we welcome Greg and his kids into the Zephyr family. We're, we're really happy to have everybody. They're, they're an awesome group, and everybody's just really excited that things are settling down for, for all parties involved with the, with the whole Zephyr family. We just celebrated our third anniversary, too, on March 18th, and that's really special. We're, we're doing something that we dreamed about many years ago, and it's coming, to, coming into practice and coming to fruition. So it's, it's nice to see this all playing out and... I couldn't be happier, and I'm thanking you, the listening audience, for joining us in this ride together because it it just brings a smile to my face every time I think about it. And one of those people that helps bring a smile to my face is our own Steve Barsha, who joins us for part two of Toxic Relationships in this episode, number 37 of Noggin Notes. If you want to ask us questions, feel free to shoot us an email at info at nogginnotes.com or info at zephyrwellness.org. And the team will make sure it gets to me so that we can read your questions on air and answer them. And we are going to be doing one of those listener mail episodes here very, very shortly because I've been compiling some feedback from the community and, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to sharing it. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this as much as you've enjoyed the other ones. Thanks for sticking with us through the, <laughs> through the audio mistakes and, uh, and the amateurism. I promise we'll get better. Thanks and enjoy episode number 37, part two of Toxic Relationships. Hey, welcome back, listening audience, to part two of uh, Toxic Relationships with Steve Barsha. Hi, Steve. Hello, Jake. Thanks for doing this again. Uh, we're back in your office at Zephyr Wellness. And last time we we talked, we discussed the, just the generic concept of toxicity within a relationship. But there are a few points uh, that, that I wanted to, to readdress with you and take a little bit deeper plunge. One specifically was the addictive nature. And... I, you're you're the addictions guy. I'm just going to stop there and let you talk because you've got you've got a, a licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor certification, and you and you're a licensed marriage and family therapist, and you're a certified domestic violence um, intervention provider. So 
I want you to just talk about what you have conceptualized because you brought that up for a reason. And after we were done recording, you, you're like, I'd really like to, to explore that more. So go for it. Sure. Thanks, Jake. So I think one of the things about these relationships is people will always ask, why would someone stay in this? Why don't you get out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's difficult to understand from an outside perspective. So one piece I think is really helpful to understand that part of it is addicting in, in several ways. Um, w- one of those being that our brains, even people suggest neuroplastic, the neuroplasticity starts to slowly change to adjust to these toxic relationships. You let me jump in. Neuroplasticity for the listening audience, if you don't know, is, is the ability, the brain's ability to change. So if you think plastics, plastics can flex and shape and if you apply heat, they can be stretched and whatnot. So they're very malleable, very, very, very manip- manipulative and very flexible. So when we talk neuroplasticity, you're saying they, they change to adapt to the new style of relation? Yes. Almost like if we, if we look at evolution, you know, and mm-hmm. how you know, um, animals develop traits to survive. Our brain sure. almost develops certain traits to be able to function in this relationship. It was this like um, desensitization. Would that would that be part of it? I think it definitely could be. Yeah, and a lot of yeah, and I think you you tell the uh, the frog in the boiling water analogy well. I, I haven't used that in a while, but yeah. So if, uh, if for those who don't know, if you have a frog in a pot of water and um, you have them separate, it's not in the pot of water. You have a frog and a pot of water. Uh, if you put a frog in the pot of water, it's not going to do much. Frogs live in water. But if you stick it on a stove top and turn it up, and this sounds very cruel, so um, those of you who are sensitive, just bear with me. You turn the stove on, the frog will slowly, slowly adjust to the heat, slowly adjust to the heat, and then it eventually dies. But if you take a, a, a pot of hot water and you put the frog into the already hot water, it will immediately jump out because it recognizes this is not safe. This is not my home environment. But if you slowly warm it, uh, the, the frog eventually dies. And we see this in, in environments all across the world where environmental change, uh, if, if, happen, if it happens too quickly for the species to adapt, they die off. Uh, because they're not built for that. But if it happens very slowly, then the species can adapt and change and, and still survive, although they may not be thriving in that environment. Absolutely. And I think I think you bring up a good point there, too, with quickly versus slowly, because most of the time when we get in a toxic relationship, it doesn't immediately start that way. Yeah, if it, if it had, we would have jumped out exactly. to, use, to, to, to stick with the frog. Right. It's, it's a slow, gradual process until... So how does the metaphorical frog become metaphorically addicted to the uh, metaphorical hot water once it once it heats up? Like why do we again back to the question why why would someone stay in that relationship? Well, a few different ways, um, and I think one of them is that it's stimulating in a way. We're living in with that intense anxiety and conflict. Mm-hmm. It's stimulating. It captures our attention. Where we go a little bit more into fight or flight than we're used to, and it's almost sometimes people in these relationships will come into another relationship afterwards peaceful and be like, it feels weird. It's not as intense as I'm used to. Yeah. That it, we talk a lot about that in just change in general is that the, the change you're moving toward is going to feel different. And and when I say feel, anybody who's listened to this podcast long enough or knows me at all knows that I'm a stickler for words and feeling has to do with physiological or emotional. So the feeling, the, the, the emotional feeling may not be as intense in the, in the change after it comes So whether or not you're, you're leaving a new uh, uh, pattern habit for a new pattern habit. It's just going to feel different. And in a relationship, when you're leaving toxicity or, or violence or tension, 
it's going to feel more tranquil and calm. Your limbic system isn't isn't reacting all the time. It's not a, it's not constantly on go. Right. Um, and and then the other piece of it is there's a um, intermittent reinforcement, which explain that. So intermittent reinforcement, we know through research, is the most powerful form of reinforcement. And what that refers to is. For example, if we have uh, a mouse in a cage and he hits a lever and he gets a pellet, every time he gets the pellet, he'll be inclined to hit the lever when he's hungry and eat and Mm -hmm. get that pellet. If he never gets a a pellet when he hits the lever, he's going to be less inclined to pay any attention to that lever. Mm -hmm. If sporadically he'll get a pellet, a food pellet from the lever, he's going to be very interested in that lever. He's going to stay there. To try to figure out when it happens and why, and, and there may not be a, ran, a reason. It may be completely random. Exactly. Yeah. So a more probably a more um, everyday word for intermittent reinforcement is random reinforcement. Okay. I think we called it. It's it's the science behind gambling addiction. Why we keep doing it because we get that big win and then we search for it. Right. So, hey, this might be the time. Exactly. This might be the time. Ignoring all math, of course. Right, which is, a, and I'm glad you just said it because it brings me up to something I'll hear all the time that people in these relationships will say, but it's not bad all the time. And that's exactly why you're in it because what happens is you pursue and pursue this desire to get to that good place in the relationship. And it does happen sometimes. You don't mm-hmm. know exactly when. And you can get through all the chaos and conflict and go, ah, I got it. We're back to that good spot. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. Just the way the heroin addict goes through all the misery and withdrawal. And gets that needle on the arm, goes ah, oh, there's that's what I needed again. Right, right. And so that intermittent reinforcement is not only curiosity stimulating, but when you get the the reward, it's very satiating. It's very gratifying, yes. almost to the point that it it nullifies any miseries preceding. So in order to break addictions, gambling or relational or otherwise, that aren't chemical, we're going to set that particular category aside for now because that actually disrupts neurology of the brain if it's a chemical addiction but we're talking about behavioral addictions gambling pornography video gaming relationships those types of things um if you if you pull out of the 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 emotional aspect of it and say yeah but what if and it's very very excitement driven very exhilarating and you just go strictly on the numbers um no reasonable person would reasonably say hey you know what one success out of ten is uh, is pretty good odds. I think I think I want to build my business on that. Nobody does that, but that's what we do in these in these addictive patterns of behavior. Is we say, yeah, but that one success was so good. Now, mathematically, if you could do that in business and say you you paid your bills for the year one time out of ten, I guess maybe that's worth the effort. Um, I don't know that anybody lives in a business like that because usually they want the next biggest score so they can pay their bills for two years. Um, so even that doesn't necessarily apply, but it's not a reason-based approach to to relationships or to you know behaviors. Yeah, absolutely. And the one other piece I wanted to touch on as far as the addicting nature of it goes back to our previous discussion a bit where we talked about using these relationships to fill a void of something within ourselves, within our own psyche. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go so, for it. So what happens often in a toxic relationship is... I am addicted to feeling whole again. I need this person to, wow. to give me that what I'm lacking myself. So that's a big win. Oh, it's you. Yeah, absolutely. It, hard to find something that's reinforcing. It's feeling whole and at, at, 
at peace with what you can't provide for yourself. So of course, I'm yeah. going to seek this other person that does that for me. And of course, you and I have the same perspective, which is we believe that all human beings have within them the capacity to do whatever they need to do, free and clear of any any other thing, uh, whether that thing be a job or a, a, a relationship or a hobby or a truck or a car or a house or any any tangible thing. You all have within you the the, the spiritual nature to expand your awareness to, to be as happy as as you ever want to be. So to to misascribe the cause of your own happiness to a person gives a heck of a lot of power to that one person. Absolutely. And then that leads to leveraging that power to become abusive or um, take advantage. And, and there you get the toxicity because usually you're not going to have the other person's best wishes in mind if you're abusing them or leveraging their trust in you. Yeah, that's where it tends to go bad. Well, I think that's awesome. Thank you for, I mean, not that toxicity is awesome, but I think that insight is awesome that you shared with us. And uh, again, if, if the listeners want to reach out, uh, ZephyrWellness.org is a good place to start. We keep putting content out there. and our, uh, what, our YouTube channel is another place to go for more content. And uh, info at ZephyrWellness.org, info at NogginNotes.com is, is the podcast address. And we thank you guys for listening and sticking through this. These are some hard topics, and we never claim to be uh, to be easy on this show. And so hopefully we're, we're getting people to, to challenge themselves and grow because we're taking time out of our days to do this for free. And, um, you know, we hope that we hope that people just get better from it because uh, healthier people make a healthier world. And you and I live in that healthier world if, if that's the case. So invariably we benefit. Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's that's about it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you doing this again. And um, you're, you know, you're in the back office, so you're easy to access. We'll, we'll do more of these recordings down the road. I look forward to it. And on behalf of the Zephyr Wellness team and the Noggin Notes team, uh, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next week on the Noggin Notes podcast. Bye-bye.